I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. And this is Twice as Less Not Perfect. A messy marriage podcast. We're here to get real with you about the fun and the flaws. The grief and the gratitude. The mirth and the myth of marriage. We all know that partnerships are powerful, but they're also pretty messy. And getting to the good stuff can take a lot of trial and error. So join us while we talk about our mistakes and the lessons we've learned about relationships. So far. Because it's not always perfect. But it's usually worth it. Happy Halloween, Pod Goblins! That's right, Pod Goblins. It's our very first holiday special. Yes. So here we are. Here we are on this spooky Halloween week. Oh, I'm so excited for this episode. I can't even tell you. Me too. Okay. So in preparation for Halloween, we've been designing our costumes for our Halloween block party, socially distanced, very safe. A neighborhood block party where uh, we decorate our driveways. Do some pumpkin carving. Yeah. It's going to be a whole thing. It's a costume contest. Yeah. It's a pumpkin carving contest. We're going to win them all. Yeah. We're going to sweep the neighborhood block party. It's going to be great. So our house, because we have our... Our roommate and we have our dogs created a housewide theme. And so we're going to go as the Adams family. And we've been creating these costumes. Our dog, Doug, is going to be Pugsley. Uh, who's a pug, by the way. He's a pug. So you appreciate so perfect. that. Marie, who's a black pug, is going to be Thing. She's going to have a little hand attached to her collar. So in the dark, it looks like just a free-floating hand. It's going to be epic. And so in planning for this, we are talking about how awesome the Adams Family movies are. Oh my gosh, we just rewatched them. Just both watched of them. them for inspiration. The, not the animated one. No. We haven't seen that one. We're pretty loyal to the ones that We're came purists. out in the 90s. We're purists. Well, not pure purists, but to the, the 90s films. Yeah. The Scott Rudin. Yes. Raul Julia. Angelica Christina Ricci. I mean, oh. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Just. just Oh, oh, classic. So Joan Cusack, be still my heart. Uh, amazing. <laughs> so so the theme of this is that we are talking about how, you know, through the two movies, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, like how awesome those movies are. And what really makes them awesome is that Gomez and Morticia are like a power couple. Damn. They are an undeniable force. Yep. And if I could have any marriage... That's, That's the, the type of marriage I want. Yeah. Ball and chain and the whole thing. 100%. <laughs> She'll get them. She'll get them. That's perfect. So <laughs> our idea for today is to talk about the lessons that we can all take away from Gomez and Morticia. <laughs> and if you can embed some of these philosophies into your own relationship, you're going to have an exciting time. That's right. Oh, man. Not just on Halloween. Not just on Halloween. But for life. Live it all year round. That's right. Yeah. Even after death. Yeah. So these, these are the Adams family values. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So I think first thing, when I think those two, what do you think about? They are after each other. Oh, my God. Non-stop. Non-stop. They are so into each other. Passionate. Every little thing makes them think about sex. Right? They uh, are into each other. Yeah. And 100%. they're triggered constantly by it. Yeah. They are so aware of what the other is doing, and they're so responsive to each other's body language and words, and it's just There's amazing. There's a lot of wordplay, I would say. A lot of wordplay. I would say. A lot of repartee. Yes. Right? A lot yes. of banter. 
banter, dancing, dancing with words and bodies. Keep it fresh, right? Um, So I think, you know, you have to flirt. You have to flirt with each other Mm -hmm. like Gomez and Morticia do. All the time. All the time. Even in the craziest circumstances. Even when it's inappropriate. For example, for example, uh, there, is it Adam's family values when Morticia is on the stretcher and they're carrying her into the? Oh, it's she's having she's having child. a baby. She's having a and, baby, and he's like, "Is the pain unbearable? Is it intense? Is, is it, it agony?" And yeah. she's like, "We, oui. we," oui. and it's just so sexy. And yeah. he starts kissing her hands, and I mean, what a time to flirt! Right, you what know? a time! What a time for foreplay! If they can flirt. While they're having a baby, <laughs> you can flirt so that you can attempt to make one. That's right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it's just it's just great. It's really fascinating. It's so funny. I remember watching that as a kid and all, I constantly being like, wow, these two are awesome. Look at them. Yeah. The sort of the cliche, like kissing up and down oh. the arm and the garamia. Everything's a flourish. Everything with a flourish, right? Mm. Absolutely. And so I love that they're they're passionate for each other and that they're like, they're kinky. They're kinky oh, yeah. and they're kooky. Yeah. That's how the song goes, right? Sure. They're kinky and they're kooky. I mean, what is it? And all looking for nookie. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, there Oop. it is. <laughs> That's how I got to know the tag team song. Not from the actual from the song, Adam's but from values. the Adam's Family yep. Values credit. Um, so uh, like, yeah. Kinky. Well, the ball and chain. They example, know what they like. Right? Yeah. You know, the, he, there's the scene where he talks about, uh, I thought you'd be tired of me by now, the old ball and chain. And she said... She's, she's talking about how she's gotten older and they've been together a long time and maybe uh-huh. the fire's dying. And she's like, he's like, maybe, maybe you've gotten tired of... The old ball and chain. chain. He's like, never. I'll get them. She says, I'll get them. I'll get them. And it's like. I didn't get that when I first saw them. So glorious, right? It's like they are tied to each other and they are tied to each other via their just unending passion for Mm -hmm. each other. And they are always down. Should we read this now? Because I think it's perfect. Oh, yes. So our roommate sent us this screenshot from the actual script from the original movie in 1991. And it's a note from the writer. And so the line that Morticia says. Yeah, picture, um, let's see, picture this scene. I'm trying to remember where we are in the film here, but I think it's probably early on. I think it's. it might be the introduction of these two characters. It might be pretty soon. But she says, last night you were unhinged. You were like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. And then the writer's note says in parentheses, we should get the sense as much as humanly possible that all this couple does is fuck each other. Their only want on this earth is to fuck. And they do. (laughs) I understand this is intended to be a kid's movie, but I cannot stress enough the importance of these two consistently teeming with, frankly, demonic levels of horniness for one another. (laughs) If we cannot agree on this, I walk. But you should know I already spent the money. (laughs) And I love that. Because what's great is that those two being so into each other is honestly what fuels so much of the great stuff of that movie. So much of like the good, wholesome parts of that movie, which is funny to say, but like their love for each other, their mm-hmm. love for their family, their their principles, all of those things revolve around yeah. the fact that these two 
know exactly who they are. Yeah. And they know exactly who they are to each other. And that desire is mutual. It is consensual. Yeah. It is burning brightly. And they foster it. They kindle that fire constantly. It's not a given. And it's what a wonderful celebration of sexuality. You think of, I think in America particularly, we have this idea of an ideal family. And we talk about this in the all or nothing marriage, this sort of iconic 50s family. Everything's really wholesome and, and there's not a lot of sex sexiness that comes into yeah. play between the couples. I mean, you think about the, you know, madman, working man that goes yeah. after his three martini lunch and sleeps with the secretary. You think about that, but you never think about that within the household. Yeah. So the Adams family, which didn't come out until early 90s, the first film, really celebrated that. that this like passionate love affair in a marriage. And a thing I'm just realizing also is how that model in the movie affects the other relationships in the movie. Oh, yeah. So like how many other couples in those movies, so whether it's uh, Cousin It or mm-hmm. Fester, all these other couples have unsatisfying relationships. And they don't find satisfying relationships until they embrace the weird. Right. They embrace the weird, strange, off-putting, kooky, but ultimately it doesn't matter how weird or strange or broken or damaged you are. There is somebody for you if you're just willing to embrace each other's, you know, everything. Everything. Yeah. And then you can have a kooky, weird, sexy relationship too. Yeah. And if you embrace the other person where they are, then you both have the opportunity and vice versa. Then you both have the opportunity yeah. to grow from there. It's so great. And grow with it's each so other. It's so empowering. It's like, really empowering. It's really great. And I remember. It's so shame free. It really is. So shameful. It's unapologetic. And we'll get into that too, yeah. but they are just so strong and proud of who they are. Mm-hmm. And because they're so strong as a couple and have such passion for each other, I think, would you agree that they prioritize each other? Yes. Over anything else? Absolutely. And I think. And that doesn't mean they neglect their kids. On the contrary, they're yeah. very good parents. Right. I, I mean, you think <laughs> about. I think about. Gomez and Morticia, they have a multi-generational family living under one roof, right? Mm-hmm. They have they have an in-law, mm-hmm. you know, they have an uncle, mm-hmm. and they have the kids, and they have a newborn baby, all living under one roof. Yeah. But who do they prioritize? Do they prioritize the children? Do they prioritize the uncle or the, the in-law? No. Yeah. They prioritize each other. And when you take care of each other, it trickles down mm-hmm. to everything else, mm-hmm. right? The best advice my father ever gave me uh, about relationships. When I got married, he wrote me a letter and it was basically, you have to like prioritize your partner first and then your career and mm. then, then the rest of your family. And if you're not prioritizing your partner first, the other two will suffer and you can't put the others ahead of your partner, mm. right? Because ultimately you have to be unified in how you approach those other two things. And I think Gomez and Morticia exude that idea. They just model yeah. that so beautifully. It's funny that you mentioned that you you got this advice from your father and that was sort of the first, was that like the first time that you sort of thought about it that way? Yeah. I mean, I think I'd never, I just don't think I'd ever heard it stated so, so clearly, clearly, right? That yeah. in this world, you will be constantly pulled in different directions. Right. And ultimately, if you've got, if you and your partner are on solid ground, the other things 
will it'll be easier right. for the other things to be taken care of. Yeah, and also, you know, we've probably we've talked about this, but if you as a, as an individual are not on solid ground, mm-hmm. then your partnership is weakened yeah. and you know, and then that trickles out and spreads out to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. The first time I was made aware of that concept because I was raised by a single single parent mm-hmm. essentially by yeah. my mom so i was the priority uh-huh and it i was watching an interview with seal and heidi klum oh and they had just had a kid and i remember him saying that she comes first mm-hmm. before the child yep yes of course our job is to keep the child alive and nurture this child and raise it to right. be a good human but if we're not strong right I kept that in my head for a really long time thinking, oh, that's really cool. Now, they didn't make it, right? I don't know. Right? Seal and Heidi Klum? I have no idea. I think they- I don't follow Heidi Klum (laughs) as closely as I used to. (laughs) (laughs) It was close. You were, yep. I could tell her, I could tell you that she prefers tiger print to leopard print. I could tell you that. Uh, and but I being don't know her marital status. <laughs> been kissed by a rose many times. Mm, <laughs> yes. So I thought that was really significant. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, that just cemented in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great way to approach a partnership and a family. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that really comes through with them. So they have that passion and it trickles down to the importance of family for them. I think that's a great place to talk about next. So Mm-hmm. I think something that's so interesting about them is I love the I love the conceit of the Adams family is that the kids are constantly like murdering each other, but they just still sh- they show up alive in the in next the first scene. Film, Wednesday is always doing something just like killing Pugsley, Pugsley always. And yet somehow he's in the next scene. Yeah. But we we love this idea that the parents support their kids and their interest and their hobbies. Whether they're in line with theirs or not. Yeah. They they offer guidance, assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't take this uh, steak knife. Take this butcher knife yeah, instead. You know, this hatchet. Yeah, absolutely. This will do the job much better. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, when they do the play um, and they create, like, the blood effects oh, in the yes. first one. They do Hamlet. Right? They do Hamlet. It's, like, so, so great, you know? Oh. And they, you know, like, you have to sell it. You have to sell it. I just love you know? that Uncle Fester helped them with their Shakespeare yeah. play. You have to pursue they a career in the out. arts. You have to go all out. You, you do. have to dedicate yourself to your craft. That means and, a splash zone. And that means a splash zone, <laughs> right? And those are the things that you're kind of, like, hilarious. Yeah. Of course, they support that because it's dark, just like them. Yeah. But the best example of this is in the second one when Joan Cusack lies to them and says that they want to go to camp and they are perplexed. They're like, they're really, what have we done? Like, I don't understand it. Why fail them? How, what has gone on? Like, why would they want to go to To summer summer camp? camp? And then. They send them anyway. They send them to Camp Chippewa. Because they, they're supporting um, their kids' interests, or so they think. Yeah, they're like, you know what? If that's what they want to do, we will support them. And they look at it as a way to broaden their horizons. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at them with their bright, smiling faces. So eager, so happy. <laughs> Teach them. <laughs> so great, right? So great. Teach them. I, and I just love that they support their kids in all things, Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, it could be completely antithetical to who they are. 
Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Let them explore. Let them find out who they want to be. Exactly. Trusting that if it's not who they're meant to be, they will return. They'll find their way They'll back. They'll find their way back to you. That's also true with Fester. And I love it is. how Fester is this like through line mm-hmm. throughout both movies. He goes and then he comes back. He mm-hmm. disappears. Mm-hmm. He's lost after a, he an amnesia. argument. He, he forgets amnesia. who he is. He, you know, gets into an unhealthy relationship, but, you know, mm-hmm. they let him explore. They trust him enough to let him explore and figure out who he is and provide nothing but like unwavering support. Yeah. And I love it. happens it. with Pubert too, the mm-hmm. baby in the second one. Mm-hmm. Debbie's influence somehow makes Pubert into this blonde, cooing, mm-hmm. rosy cheeked babe. And the room is transformed into pastels and it's yeah. just dreadful to them. But they still love that baby. Love that baby and, yeah. and, uh, and support you know, him. You still got to read him Cat in the Hat, even if, oh dear. He lives. He lives. <laughs> and I also love that they don't hold grudges. That second scene is so great when in the second movie, like Raul Julia's character is like dying. He's on his deathbed. He's singing Swing Low Sweet Chariot. And Fester comes bursting in and he's like, No, you're Debbie. You belong to Debbie. You are Mr. Debbie. And he's like, I am an Adams. And he's immediately forgiven. Welcomes him Fester. back. He Fester. sits up like he was like he's and embraces him. Embraces him. And it's, it's such a beautiful lesson. That's a big one. And I'm so oh. glad that you brought that up because it's very easy to hold grudges. Mm-hmm. I've been dealing with this a little bit. I mentioned in one of the previous episodes I I'm starting therapy again, like individual therapy. And it's a thing that I think that I don't hold on to grudges, but it turns out you know, I blend a lot of old baggage stuff up with new stuff and I and I put the two together and like I can never micro grudges. Sure. <laughs> I just put it all in the blender uh-huh. and then I can't separate any of them. Yeah. And so one thing, you don't do one dish or break down one box and it's connected to every single other thing that you've yeah. done and it becomes this huge problem. Whereas if I could just let some stuff go, yeah. As they as it happens, things would be so much simpler yeah. and, and we'd I be so much happier and more connected. And I think I love that that Gomez and Morticia are hyper aware of the effect that romantic relationships have on people. They're fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. And they accept it and they understand it and they know that that's a part of figuring out your place, mm-hmm. you know. And if you've ever ha- been in that relationship where it ended and then your whole family's like. Yeah, that was that not, was that was that person terrible. was terrible. We and we hated did you not you like that. that. <laughs> we didn't like you. We didn't like them. But we're glad you're back. But we you trusted know, that you would. We figure trusted it out. you'd figure it out. And I think that's so important to be aware of that in in some some cases where someone's with somebody who's bad for them, you can't just be like, "You're wrong." Yeah. Leave them. Come as back. As much as you want to protect much them as you from want pain and sorrow and angst yeah. and anguish. You have to be ready when they come back and you can't rub it in. You yeah. can't be like, yeah, you screwed that up, didn't you? You have to be ready and waiting for when they come back and be like, I know, it's terrible. You feel awful. I'm here. Well, I'm here. We'll talk about what you learned about this later, yeah. but here you are now. Yeah. I love it uh, when they go to Debbie's house and Morticia's like, You've enslaved him in some sort of magical sexual trance. And for that, I respect you. But Debbie, 
pastels. pastels. <laughs> and, and like they, they accept and honor the fact that people have to make mistakes. Yeah. And people have to stumble blindly into things that they think are going to be good for them and get caught up in it and not have a way out. And sometimes yeah. that means friction between you and them. Well, and the thing, I think... It, in terms of Morticia and Gomez, the, the family's perspective on Debbie and Fester's relationship with her was less about her torturing him or any of that stuff because that stuff they find really exciting yeah. and kinky. It was that Debbie kept him from the family. Yeah, yeah they were they were separating them out. They yeah. were down. Like, yeah, you want to be with Debbie? Cool. Yeah. Like, she tried she, to blow you up? That's she'll awesome. She'll electrocute you in the tub? Cool. We do that all the time. Right. That's just a Friday night. She she seems great, but don't <laughs> but don't separate us. Separate don't us. Keep, yeah, because yeah. family is so important yeah. for them. They are so strong. Yeah, and they together. have a lot of family traditions, and they're connected to their their, their past. You know, they <sighs> take their little meandering walks to the do graveyard, this- and they learn lessons from their family members who have gone before them they they wake the dead on on halloween and they just have that sense of place Mm -hmm. and that sense that where they are now is just one part of the journey and you can learn things from before Mm -hmm. and take them in the present and take them going forward and they're very aware of that how connected they are to their history and ancestry And, and they really value that they don't they don't see family as this thing that is only valuable when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. They don't see family as this thing that can be tossed away or discarded. Or this thing that you only participate in on holidays. Yep. It, it is a fully immersive family. And they are and they live together. They are a cohesive unit. You don't they, see that very often. No. like, And I think this is important because millennials and Zoomers, we have more people living in multi-generational households now than we have since before, I believe, World War II. That's wild. Right? And like, that's wild. I mean, that is a new development. We have more people moving home with their parents Mm -hmm. or parents moving in with their kids Mm -hmm. to to save money, but also to help support the raising of children. Mm -hmm. We've got like the grandma cottage or... The, the, the granny yeah, cottage is like coming cottage back, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I the, love the that. little casita, all of those things, that's coming back in a real way. And I feel like there is this sense, you know, when we talked about um, the all or nothing marriage, the idea of how we put all of the pressure on our this one person mm-hmm. and we are really, we isolated ourselves from our families mm-hmm. and the nuclear family. And there is that sense of like, we're sort of, Coming back yeah. to this more, I don't know, multi-generational pastoralism idea yeah. of we need to lean on all members of our family. Because um, yeah. in this time right now we're in, it's it's hard out there. It's hard to do it on all, your own. All alone. Right? And we yeah. need to lean on our family more than we have. Well, and so people are moving back. People are yeah. coming together. And I love this idea that we are stronger together. Mm-hmm. And you hear that sort of slogan tossed around political campaigns a lot. And what does that really mean? And and if you look at it on a smaller level in, you know, with the family, it's, that's really true. And mm-hmm. you can consolidate and support each other in ways. If you're all close to each other, then you can when, if you're just little 
groups of two or three right. or four, you yeah. know. And I, my hope is that the trend will continue that way, that it extends not just to the family unit, but to the extended family and then friends and then the the local community and then the mm-hmm. state and the, you know, and our just our collective humanity that yeah. we realize again that we need each other in order yeah. to be strong. And I love, I love that you said that because that idea of stepping out into your community, I think with, with, with them is really interesting because they're strange, right? They are not doing this the way that everyone normally does, but they are unapologetic about who they are, but they are also unafraid to step out into their community and be a part of that community, Mm. right? They donate things to charity. They engage in auctions. Mm -hmm. They might bid on their own items so that they can have (laughs) sex in the middle of the uh, The auction auction floor, (laughs) but, but they're, they're involved in their community and they're stepping out and showing other people who they are. Mm-hmm. And they're unapologetic for it. They follow their truth and they adhere to their truth. Yeah. They're making no apologies or or accommodations for anyone right. else as to who they are. Which is so lovely. But they also, at the same time, they are extremely trusting and open-minded about mm-hmm. other people's points of yeah. view. They accept they, others. Yeah. And they are trusting of others to a fault, you know, two movies in a row. Mm-hmm. They almost get swindled because they believe in the good yeah. of other people. They give people the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. Yeah. And then they're fiercely protective. Fiercely. Of their own. Yeah. And that's really admirable. I just think it's so beautiful too how welcoming they are of quote unquote outsiders into the family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, can't remember the character's name, but she marries cousin it. Oh yeah, and they just break. They just welcome her. She's she's kind of a traditional fifties type with the big bouffant hair, sixties yeah. I guess, and the taffeta and the pastels and you know, but. Cousin It loves her, and they're kind of, you know, they're great together. They're kind of kinky, and it's cute, and yeah. uh, and they just love her, and she's just part of the family. And they have what from the they obstetrician? What? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the nickname is what from the obstetrician? I just love that the baby came out, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. Ah, I said he, but it could have been she. Obstetrician. We don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Um, yeah, I've always loved that about that movie. Here does this dark, morbid, you know, dark comedy, but it has such like light and levity and life to it. They're in this drab house and they're in these drab clothes and yet they're living life to the fullest. To the fullest. In the ways that the people who are out in the world doing things normally or not. Mm-hmm. Are not. And so pursuing mm-hmm. their truth and being true to who they are is fundamental to the joy they experience, the successes they experience, mm-hmm. you know, and knowing who they are, what family means to them, and what home means to them, the Adams family values, as it were, mm-hmm. are fundamental mm-hmm. to who they are and yeah. who they choose to be in the world. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm so glad we rewatched those movies because oh, they are so good. They're and so freaking good. <laughs> I'll be honest, Adam's Family Values is my personal For favorite. Sure. I think a lot of people would agree. 
But we went back and rewatched the first one. And I was like, oh, this is really good. It's so good. This is a really good film. And, you know, it's probably on par with the second one. And then we watched the second one. I was like, oh, my gosh. This the just, second one. I mean, it's <laughs> it just gets better and better. Yeah. I just love it so much. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh. oh. Okay, here's the other thing that I really want to touch on is this idea of, like you said, there's so much doom and gloom and darkness and you and – torture and you think oh this is going to be really dark but there's a lot of levity to it and mm-hmm. i love the balance of that yeah. the sort of yin and yang of, yeah. uh, of this darkness and this twisty kind of sensibility with all these amazing one-liners and zingers yeah. and, and like amazing parties and celebrations dances and weddings and, and birthdays oh. and bachelor parties it, it makes me think of new orleans in a way yeah. and the idea of celebrating the macabre mm-hmm. i just i just love that because I think you can't experience life to the fullest unless you explore all the nooks yeah. and crannies of all the, you know, yeah. both sides of things. And so, like, this idea, I think the fact that they embrace that spontaneity and they are, like, well-rounded. I, and I, I don't think I noticed that as much when I was younger as I do, like, watching it now. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're look, watching that movie carefully and you're – there's just – little glimpses of all these different things, right? Like they have this huge library. They speak all these different languages. They have hobbies. Mm -hmm. They fence. They throw swords. They garden. Garden. They engage in the dark arts. They want to participate in the hellish crusades. They (laughs) they do drama. Like they are experiencing all of the art and the beauty and the glory that the world has to offer. Mm -hmm. In their own way, mm-hmm. and they're making their own meaning of it. But they are extremely well-rounded. And I think mm-hmm. when I was young, I viewed the movie as them being in their little bubble, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't appreciate and realize how, they're not like spinsters. They're not recluses. They're yeah. fully engaged in the world. They, they have business deals. They have, they have lawyers. They... Mm-hmm. Go to the police when they need help. Yeah. They're full members of society. And they're educated they, and informed mm-hmm. about traditions, other traditions of the you know, yeah. the history of the world and yeah. philosophy. They're multicultural, and, right? They dance mm-hmm. the mamushka. They and and they speak uh, 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 Italian, Italian and, and French. French. And I love oh, that line when they're they're getting ready to plan the big celebration for the big welcome home party for Fester and they come into the ballroom, which hasn't been used in a while. They're dusting it off. And I think it's more to sh- No, Gomez, Gomez goes, my love, how long has it been since we've waltzed? Oh my. Hours. And off they go. They oh. are the most spontaneous couple I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. And it's just glorious it's so wonderful. that music comes on in the second one in the cave restaurant they're in the middle yes. of dinner uh, he stands up i want to eat at that restaurant i know and like <laughs> you know and and they have Nothing that better than a restaurant dance a uh i also love that they're aware of other people because you know in that in that dance number mm-hmm. they're like dancing together and like she spins him and there's like the handsome sailor guy yeah and she like touches his cheek yes. and he's like oh hell no and he spins her back yes. and then that harkens back to our jealousy yeah and then bit. like it's sexy they dip he dips her and then there's a lady and he lights her cigarette 
And she pulls him back. And there's that sort of like that just awareness of who they are in the world, which is just so like. That's great. Glorious. It's so great. It's so good. And there's this sense that other people, whether they're an Adams or they're someone from the outside world, envies that about them. Yes. They they see that that freeness, that openness, that fire, fire, and they want it. They, mm-hmm. they see it and they're like, oh, I'm incomplete. Mm-hmm. I'm not experiencing life in the way I want to. Mm-hmm. But somehow they are. Mm-hmm. They're creepy and they're kooky and they're altogether spooky. But my goodness. But I'll have what she's uh, having. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that's so awesome. Yeah. So this is my favorite thing about these two. The passion's great. Right. It's all wonderful. But I think for me, and I think I think this just mostly has been because of like, my journey through life and marriage is I I love their acceptance of pain, being in the moment, and always being mindful of their own mortality. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the thing philosophically that fuels everything else yeah. for them. It's very right? stoic. Well, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier of like the yin and the yang. You can't experience the pure joy and passion of life, of everything life has to offer if you don't also embrace the pain. Yeah. You're just trying to walk the line in between and have a good balance of both, yeah. right? And and I love that's what like the dot in the middle of the other sides of the yin and yang are. If you're mm-hmm. you have if you want to live in joy, you're you're going to have to have a little bit of darkness, right? right? And if you're going to live in darkness, you're going to have to look for a little bit of joy to get you out of it. And if you find that balance, you can walk the path between the two. And I think that's so beautiful. And I think that Gomez and Morticia embody that in such a beautiful way. Well, they they don't just accept it; they embrace the they pain. They embrace it, right? Like at the very first scene they have together, she's like lying in bed, and he's like, "I would kill for you, I would die for you, either way, what bliss!" And like that's so awesome. Yeah. He's, there, it's just it's that that sort of this could all end tomorrow. It could all end in the next instant, and either way. If I know that to this point I've lived it to the fullest, it doesn't really matter yeah. because that's out of my hands. So here, if I if I am in a moment and I can sit there and be like, I right now am living this moment to the best of my ability, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good with the rest of it, you know. And I think that's so great. So they're willing to accept that life is pain. They're like, bring the pain on. Whips, change, death, torture. Yes, please. That's just more fuel to the fire for us. Mm-hmm. I love in the first one, they go into <laughs> counseling. Fester's mother yes. is, is um, posing as mother. a German psychologist. Oh, and so she's good. like, it's this one, it's this, this one syndrome. And they're like, is it unpleasant? And she's like, terribly. And they're like, awesome. And they, they sit down. In. They like lean in okay. on the couch. They're like, give it to us. Like yes. they go into therapy and they're like, we want to have all the gross, terrible, cringy conversations. And, you know, and I think so it's so easy to run away from that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And they're like, bring it on. Bring it they're on. here for it. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to what we're doing this whole podcast, right. you know, embarking on this adventure with all of you is that. We want to embrace the messy stuff, the, mm-hmm. the painful stuff, the hard stuff, because 
we have seen even just a little bit in our 10 or so years that it leads to something quite exquisite. Thrilling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's true. Like there's something about that presence of mind to say, this is where I've been and this is the bad stuff I've gone through. Here I am right now. Here's where I want to be. And that tells me right now what to do. And when you really look at things in that way of saying, I'm not going to worry about what happened before. I'm going to worry about where I am right now and what I want to be tomorrow. Hmm. And I have the choice today in any moment to say, I'm going to be a little bit better than I was before. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can, that's all any of us can do. I'm going to try a little bit harder to make a connection mm-hmm. with my significant other. I'm going to choose to flirt a little bit right here. I'm going to be more accepting. I'm going to of- be more present mm-hmm. and mindful. And if things get sticky and weird and uncomfortable, I'm going to embrace that because mm-hmm. I know that there's beauty on the other side. Yeah. I'm like, that's Morticia and Gomez to a T. That's why they're so great. Yeah. I just want to go watch the movies again I do too. Because they're so good. They're so good. Um, So stay tuned Mm -hmm. for our Halloween posts because it's going to be something to behold. There's going to be some great pictures. On Facebook at Messy Marriage Podcast and Instagram at A Messy Marriage Podcast. We're going to do some family photos. Please root for us wherever you are for us to win the big neighborhood prize, which I have no idea what it is. It's a trophy. Also, we want to see your sweet couple themed Halloween costumes. So send us pictures. So send them to lessnotperfect at gmail.com. Or you can tag us in your post. Or tag us in your post. But we want to see the sweet, amazing Halloween costumes that y'all are coming up with. Yeah, because this year it's it's hard to be together on Halloween right. and we won't be having any big Halloween parties so we won't be able to see your costumes unless you tag us. So do it and then we will uh we'll feature you on our Instagram and I guess Facebook page as yeah. well. So, oh, we have to leave We're you going with this to leave final you motto. with the motto, the Adams family motto in the original Latin. And this to me encompasses everything that they're about. Uh, in terms of their strength mm-hmm. as uh, Morticia and Gomez as a couple, because mm-hmm. I think they very much subscribe to this this philosophy, and also just their family in general and and who they are. So in the in the original Latin, mm-hmm. sic gorgiamus allos subjectatus nunc. We gladly feast on those who would subdue us. Happy Halloween, Pad Happy goblins. Halloween. See you next time. We'll see you next time. Banana. 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 Thanks for listening to Twice as Less Not Perfect. Want to hear more about what it takes to have a messy marriage? Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And share us with your friends and family. You can follow us on all the socials. Find us on Facebook at Messy Marriage Podcast. And Instagram at A Messy Marriage Podcast. Have a question or an idea for an episode? Email us at lessnotperfect at gmail.com. And remember, when it comes to marriage, mess is more.